Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Okay, Chris, here we go. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic tonight. Chris Garcia, he is a psychic, and I'm really glad and amazed that I found him, and I am welcoming him to the broom closet on Twilight Tonic. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I'm honored, and I am so happy that you are here, Chris. And I know my audience would be very curious in how you started in your journey to your gift being a psychic, can you please tell us about that? Well, about my, um, I remember that was my first experience. I was outside. I kind of like a little bird, but I do remember a little memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing outside and I was being like a boy, you know how boys are. So I was climbing up on a bench which my grandpa uh, was a mason. So he had my concrete uh, a uh, platform and then he had like a table, so he did that mm-hmm. very young. <clears throat> and at that time, I was by myself, and I remember that I was like, I don't know what I, exactly what I was doing, I guess I was just trying to climb because mm-hmm. I don't know how far apart the, the table was from the, the garage. So when I, I remember climbing, I remember I fell. And I'm not kidding, Judy. I actually hit the concrete of my, my back, like my spine. I fell. I couldn't breathe for maybe about. I couldn't breathe for about maybe. Um, I want to say up to at least it seemed like because I was <gasps> I gasping for air, mm-hmm. and I remember just laying down because I was on the floor, and I just kept looking at the. I kept looking at the, like at the sky, and I saw this light coming towards me, like this beam of light. And I didn't say at that one moment, I actually thought, like I felt like I died for like a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really share this with anyone, but I remember hitting my back. I don't know what it did. I must have hit something, but I never told my grandma. I never told my mom. Um, but I always knew I was gifted, but for that one moment, I think I kept feeling like telepathically, like something was happening to me. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I could hear voices saying, it's not your time. It's not your time. And I'm like, and I was like five years old eating. So when I had that experience, you can say that I almost had that near death experience because I couldn't get for air. And then after that, um, like I remember getting up because I walked it off and I'm like, oof, it scared me. And I, I like, I cried. I remember crying when I got up because it scared me. I had, like, I was shaking. But I knew I was already given. And I'm just saying this for a reason why I'm telling you where I fell. It's because I felt, when I fell down, 
I don't want to say it impacted my views because I don't feel like it did. But the only reason I'm sharing this is because that's one little secret that I've never shared with anyone on any show. But I feel like that little, that this is a little part of my life when I was young, I did get scared. Mm-hmm. Even though I was already gifted. <clears throat> because even before that, I had seen spirits and, uh, and angels and stuff. And mm-hmm. I saw my first guide. I remember the guide was probably about my age, but there was probably, a, honestly, like a male at that time. Uh-huh. I, I don't know exactly how old he was, but he seemed about my age, but he had this very adult voice, but in between. So when I would talk to him, he would give me messages mm-hmm. at the age of five. And then after that, I saw my first guide. And then it started hitting me, like, after I started going to school, people that would look at me kind of funny. Because mm-hmm. I was always alone. I was always, um, didn't really have that many friends. I was more just in the back observing, you know, my surroundings and stuff like that. But I can really tell you, really, when it hit me, I want to say it was from middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that I meet friends with, uh, they would come up to me, you know, and I was just in my own business. And one of the guys came up to me and he said, well, is your name Chris? And I'm like, looking at him, I'm like, how did in the world did he know my name? And then I picked up that he was somebody like me. And I started having people, I would say between the tw- between 12, excuse <clears throat> me, between 12 and up, when people just started asking questions of, um, questions that there was just no way that kids would be thinking this way. And they started asking, you know, what can you tell me about me? Or there was the other time where this uh, girl had asked me if somebody had died and she wanted to test me. And I thought, this is just so strange. So when I started realizing that I was connecting with people, I would tell them, like, Oh, just a lucky guess. Mm-hmm. But as more time came out, I guess it was in high school, it's when I came out more because everybody in high school that all oh, here comes the witch because that's what they considered me. That, you know, mm-hmm. all here comes the Chris, the witch. Oh, my. So, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't pay attention to that because I'm just, you know, I wanted people to respect me, you know, as their friend. I didn't want to be labeled, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I started helping people, like, from middle school to high school, I started doing this. And, like, doing that, and it's the crazy beauty that during this time, I didn't know what tarot cards were. I didn't have local cards. I did not have, you know, the medicine cards that I do on different shows. I didn't have any of that divination. I didn't have uh, dowsing rods. None of that. Not even moonstone. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading people, I was reading Latin and Catholic and my medium. So you could say I started doing medium mm-hmm. when it when I was in middle and high school. And to be honest with you, nobody's ever asked me, but I'm going to tell you. When I got my first tarot card was when I was probably, I want to say like 19 <clears throat> or 20. When mm-hmm. I was already almost at my senior year, I did my first tarot. And I felt I knew what, what cards I was supposed to get because I was guided. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got my cards. And then after that, after school finished, um, I had to get a job to to get my credit. Because <clears throat> um, those credits for me getting a job was able to for me to graduate. So I had to keep a job in order to graduate. So I was working while I was um, at you know at school, but even but I would leave at a certain time. <clears throat> at a certain time, I I don't remember the time. I can't be precise on that, but I did have that job and I did graduate. And then after that, um, what just happened to me? If I can remember, 
when I posted on Facebook, I remember when Facebook started. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess how I came about doing that was, I remember even when I had my first phone, to be honest with you, I don't remember. Um, but I remember when I had my first phone, I think it was an iPhone. I don't remember because that was a long time ago. And I started doing readings <clears throat> for people mm-hmm. only through messengers. You know, they're only through message. But at the time, we didn't have messengers. I remember right. And Sanjana, which is a good friend of mine, too. Um, <clears throat> I met her when I was already into a lot of things. I was into Christian skulls. Uh, I was at, I was learning about Aztec records up there on the other side. I learned about um, how to tap into things more. She was like my friend, but she was also teaching me. And I started reading people like really in depth when it was when Facebook came out. And the thing is that at that time, um, I would just do it by by text. Mm-hmm. And then everything was that on. And I've been helping people. I've been having helping helping people since then. Okay. So you helped so, whenever you could, whatever medium you had at the time. Yes, yeah, and it's crazy because when, like I said, when I was in school, I really didn't, like I said, I didn't do any have channel cards at that time frame. Mm-hmm. I knew about like people that did things because I remember uh, childhood memory, and this is how it stuck to me when I think it was about fifteen. I remember my grandma would take me to the store, and it's, and it's still there to this day. Um, she walked in the store, and I was little. And when I walked in the store, she said, well, she spoke Spanish and English, and, but I learned a lot of Spanish, and she said, don't touch anything, but she told me in Spanish. And I remember the smell of the store. I had incense burning. I had like all these weird bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was very intrigued by the table of, uh, there was glass tables, which they still have these glass tables. And I remember looking at these cards and I said, one day I'm going to get these cards. One day I'm going to get these cards. And to this day, that store is still standing. So a lot of people, like my mom told me, do you remember anything, you know, because my mom was always working graveyard shift. So she did have time with me, but it was more like when I was awake because she kept keeping me awake. Um, and then it's weird because I told my mom, I remember going to the store and she's like, it's impossible because your grandma never ever took me. I said, mom, I remember the store when I was like four or five. And she just had this weird looking face like, what like and I remember my grandma would use like sage and burning stuff and she would turn down you I would even hear her like doing palms mm-hmm. like palms this palms that and I started realizing that man this this goes way beyond me that my gift was in my family that's why I felt my grandma had it my monster has it because she's still alive my grandma after the 92 and it's funny because I know you're, you're probably <laughs> I'm just rambling, but um, um, that my grandma helped me, like, after she passed, she helped me. I guess she's been doing it ever since. So when I grew up, I didn't really have anyone to teach me how to use a towel. Um, no one taught me anything about the stones I have or any oracle that I had. I had to learn that on my own. So it was basically, I had did have my childhood in a way, but also like I grew up way too fast because I guess between, like I said, the five and 10, I remember a lot of different things that I can talk about. But the thing is that I did have, like I said, my experiences when I was five. Um, I was even abducted. At that age, too. Uh, I want to say probably between, I want to say like six and nine. I was abducted twice. I remember that. I had been touched by aliens twice. Um, 
I can say that I've been abducted even at my age now. So, but it's, I've had an interesting journey and still learning, helping people. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions, if you have any questions for me, but if you have any questions, you can more likely ask me. Even your husband can ask me if you want to. Um, <laughs> but if you have any questions, just go ahead and ask me. Well, that's really interesting. You're actually my first guest that I've talked about alien visitations mm-hmm. that I've had on here. And <clears throat> from what I read with alien visitations, um, they often in company, maybe dimensional beings is, are those the beings mm-hmm. that you think visited you? Yes. I am still like they did. With me when I was um, like around like that age when I told you. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you want me to share with you what happens to me. It's up to you. If you want me to ask? If you want to, sure. Me I'm to always ask. interested in stuff like that. Of course, yeah. So at the time, uh, we, we were in another house, and I remember like going to sleep. Like I'm going to sleep. And I remember just going to sleep and I was in sleep and sleep. And I could see, like, after I was in the deep sleep, I saw my body levitate off the bed and just kept going up and up and up and up and up and up. And then once I hit the ceiling, I said, oh, crap, what am I doing up here? And I could I could feel my body, like, I was looking down in my body while I was asleep. And then all I remember was, like, a vacuum like, sucked up from the ceiling into a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I um, remember just in a spaceship, laying down on the, looked like a hospital bed. There was this big head, like, these big heads, like, the heads were, like, kind of pointy, I guess you can kind of say, a little shape uh-huh. with these black eyes. And I remember just looking at them. I couldn't move my, my mouth. I couldn't move my head. It was just all I could do was just uh, move my eyes. I want to think they were, if anything, I want to say they were the, the, the gray aliens. There was like at least, I want to say like two, and then there was two little ones, which those I didn't know what kind of uh, what kind of aliens were there, but I knew I was around it. And when I was on a bed, I just told them, I go, what am I doing here? And they said, hey, child, we're not here to hurt you. We just want to see if you know who we are and why you were here. And I said, telepathically, I said, I know that you're not, that you're not, um, I find you from somewhere else. And they tried to keep me like, kind of calm because I was very afraid of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, we are not here to hurt you. And I didn't know what they were looking, and I could just move my eyes. And then I just stood there for maybe, it seemed like, like forever, forever. And then I told them, I said, what are y'all doing? Because I could see, like, something that they were going to do, but then I kind of, like, blacked out. I guess they put me to sleep somehow. And then I remember just waking up on my bed to where I never, how I never used to sleep, and I had nothing for my body. And at that time, I didn't tell my mom anything. I was probably like, I did like around seven or eight years old. I didn't think anything of it. I thought that maybe I fell and, you know, was playing outside and I had a scratch. But mm-hmm. those marks were on my arm. And that's experience that I can remember that I know I know a lot of people don't believe that aliens can take them and their sleep but I'm being told to let you know that they can do it you don't always have to see a spaceship and then you know with their beam of light to take you and just abduct you like that they can abduct you even in your sleep so I know that some people don't believe that because they always think oh take you when you're outside or you're in the middle of nowhere where there's ET, you know, where they can just, you know, tuck you up from the spaceship 
But the only thing with me is that to this day, I still feel like they abduct me. It's just that now it's kind of like less memory. They kind of like did something to where they want us to know that they exist, but not to have so much memories. Because I've talked to other other people that have been abducted, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't have any remembering of what they look like, or it's kind of like a blur. And for me, having that experience, it kind of like, it really kind of just changed me in a way because to mm-hmm. the I don't know what they did, but I have always known that as I got older that aliens are our ancestors. And then there's something about psychics and mediums that ETs or aliens are intrigued by. So with what you said with the special uh, beings, I feel that they only target people that are gifted. Now, the question is, why do they do that? That's something I could never figure out, but I've always knew that aliens have always been drawn to people like rainbow children, indigo children, crystal children, people that are are very gifted. Mm -hmm. So that's something that that I wanted to share with both of you. It's really interesting. Um, I grew up with all of this stuff. Uh, my mom was really into Edgar Casey, Chariots of the Gods, things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Whitley came out with the book Communion when I was very, very young. And um, I remember reading all of his books, and they were fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because he always mentions a lot about owls before he was abducted. And that always fascinated me because he talks about owls and how quiet it got and how they would visit him. It was really, really very fascinating to me. <clears throat> you know what's crazy, too, is that when you talk about the owls, mm-hmm. that's a, another subject. I do feel that it's funny that you say that, too, because um, the owl is one of my totems. Mm-hmm. I've even heard them, I've seen them, I've even heard them in the seat with the window open. Mm-hmm. So I can say that the owls have a lot of um, mystical and kind of just very mysterious because they they only come out at night. I just feel that they're one of the animals, of course, that got created. But I do feel that there's something more special to them than to realize. Um, I do feel that somehow, and it's so weird, I'm actually feeling this as I'm talking to you. I kind of feel like, <clears throat> in a way, we're owls, uh, aliens, and book and Bigfoot. They kind of feel they kind of like intertwine in a way. But the only thing is that they intertwine on their own dimension. Of course, with the owls, you see them, but. Most people can never see them at night because they're very night animals. But I between, I between the aliens and Bigfoot, I feel like there is a connection. It's kind of like, even though they're two different species, that I feel like, for some reason, I don't know, this is sound kind of crazy, but I feel like Bigfoot is an alien, but in a hairy disguise. Mm. Because I've heard stories where I've been drawn to Bigfoot lately, which I don't even know why, but I've been drawn to him lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's like, I don't know, it just feels weird to me. Like, I feel like there is a connection that us humans, we don't know that there's more than what, than more than what needs the eye, is what I'm being told. Right. So that that's that's what I what I have to share with the aliens on, on this. But I feel like there's there's a connection somewhere. It's just that we're just not grasping grasping the information. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's very interesting and it's crazy because I do remember a lot of past life. I don't even know if you want to go into that subject, but I will tell you this one thing. I have memories of. Um, of Salem, which I've never been there before. 
I remember having a past life in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I have different memories of certain things. And in all my lifetime, I know that in all my lifetime, I was always either a fear, a wicked witch, or just witch. You know, in all my lifetimes, I was always, and it's crazy that I was always a female in those lifetimes. <laughs> but for some reason, in this lifetime, I came as a male. I just, cause I just, I just got tired of being female. <laughs> so I just saw that me being a female and all the white times, I said, you know what, I'm going to come back as a male. And I feel that even though I come back as a male, I feel like all the past lives that I've had to this day, I feel like they, they follow me, even though I try to, I just not avoid them. I just try not to acknowledge them, but I know they're there. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's, how I feel. Like, I feel like a lot of my past lives kind of, like, haunt me. Mm-hmm. Of reminding me and saying, this is who you are. This will be who you will always be. Mm-hmm. I think probably our past lives probably influence each of our lifetimes. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I, no, I, I do believe it, too. I also believe, too, um, that I know a lot of people don't believe this, but I don't know why I feel this to be me, but even though, you know, I'm like looking at, you know, because I know how you can find me. When I get your picture, I want to say that for some reason I keep picking up Atlantis. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to call me in that lifetime. Hmm. I didn't say anything. Hold on. Let me see if I can get some information on this one. Okay. Person, he's telling me that in that lifetime, you had um, like a robe over you. And I, for some reason, I keep seeing, okay, I'm trying to correct and I see this one that is purple. And in that lifetime, you get healing the people. Mm-hmm. But in that time, you were like a poet, a poet in that time. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to spread the knowledge of, of abduction. And I feel like we, we connect somehow. Hmm, interesting. In that way. So I don't know why I get that feeling from you because I'm from Atlanta and that lifetime I was a high priestess. A high priest in that time. So I was like a priest and I did heal people. Uh-huh. I did a gift in that lifetime. Um, and a lot of people can believe <clears throat> that. Um, that in that time they don't believe that Atlantis existed, uh-huh. but in my but in my spirit I know that Atlantis did exist. The only thing is that Atlantis went down with everything, right. with the crystal skulls, you know, with everything with the the pyramid. I remember the pyramid. Mm-hmm. I remember the land, um, and I remember all that. You know, with that, and I do feel that even though I know, and I've been proving this, <clears throat> that I do feel for some reason that Hawaii is Atlantis, of what is left of what Atlantis is. <clears throat> and I've been confirmed that and Hawaii was part of Atlantis, but it didn't have a label of Hawaii. Mm. Well, I've been confirmed from other people that I was dead on with that. So I've done readings of my path, of what I can, what the information that I can get. Right. <clears throat> and, yeah. And you know what's crazy? What's that? I was a, I was a 70s baby. Okay, I was born in the 70s. Well, back then, 
there's this one story I can share with you know with you and your and your listeners that when I was born, I was born on September 12th, exactly mm-hmm. 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was with the phase of the full moon, the horizon. I was with them because the moon was there, and they said that there was something with the birth with my birthday in the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I've always felt so connected to the moon. Well, when I was born, a lot of people don't even mention this anymore. Well, when I was born, um, when I came out, I had this um, this thing over my face, like a cloth. And they told my mom, they're like, you know, has the cloth over. So they called my mom and then they told uh, my grandma, you know, well, you know, because back then it was taboo, but only I guess the, the nurses knew what it meant. So they said, do you want this cloth, this cloth to be taken off? And they said, yes. Well, I found out later that whenever somebody is gifted, they have like a, like a cloth over their face. So they knew that I was different. Even my grandma told um, everybody that um, that I was going to be someone special, that I was going to be that I was going to be heard. She said that that I'm going to be somebody. And my grandma said that when I was when I when I was like that when I was a baby. And now that I look back at it and I look at all the things I've done all the people I've helped and all the people that I'm still going to continue helping. Mm-hmm. I feel like my grandma knows you more than, than anybody. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell you how much she needs. Like, yeah, I feel like she's very gifted. She was actually a medicine woman, too. Mm-hmm. Where's your um, grandma originally but, from, Chris? <laughs> she, was, she was from Mexico. Okay. And Mexico. So they, my grandma and my grandpa were in Mexico. And then they grew, then they came over here, and they lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. But see, but the funny thing about that is that my grandma, when this is how the story became with my grandma, my grandpa and my grandma knew each other when they were when they were kids. And the funny thing about it is that my mom told me the story that whenever my grandpa had girlfriends. Um, my grandma would send them, she would tell, tell my grandma, well, here's a piece of paper, can you go send it to this person? And my grandma at that time, like, because they were just friends, they grew up together. And she would send all the messages to, you know, like any girlfriend that was in a relationship. And then later on, I, think, I guess you could say, like, in the teenager years, all that messaging stopped. And they ended up together, so the person that he got with was the messenger. <laughs> mm. So, <clears throat> but that's a beautiful story. But to me, that that's where my my family originates from, from Mexico. So I do have a lot of uh, sure. Mexican um, uh, Mexico descendant. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, with my last name. I found out that I do have connection with the Mayan. And I'm mm-hmm. also an Aztec Indian plus Cherokee. So I have a little bit of a mixture of the things that I didn't know who I was, but I've learned a lot about myself and still learning. And to me, I just, I think the thing that I love to do, um, to me, it's never a dull moment when I, <clears throat> when I read people. Mm-hmm. I think things that I I like and like to do, but I love to do in some cases. I've even solved, I want to say, at least two or three cases. Two of the three cases that I've dealt with law enforcement, mm-hmm. one of them, the person was deceased, but I told him where the body was. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two, I brought them back home once they're still alive. But I can say out of all the stuff I've done, beating, I've never seen anything to me that um, 
that is boring for me because everything I do, I take it very seriously. And everything I do, mm-hmm. and I enjoy everything I do. And if I had a chance <laughs> to repeat anything, I wouldn't change a thing in the world. When you um, help the police with missing persons, do they contact you or have you contact them? Well, most of the time when that happens, it's either they contact me and then if the law enforcement agency did not know about me, mm-hmm. then there was a few times I contacted them. But most of the time, they contacted me. So it was always like, you know, they knew who I was and now, even though all people don't know who I am, but I know that there's a lot of law enforcement out there that don't still don't know who I am, but the ones that do know, they, they're on my Facebook. So I do have people that I've worked with <clears throat> in the past that to this day, they follow me. And I've had a good following. And to me, I just, you know what's funny that when we were talking before the show started, I don't know why I feel this, mm-hmm. but I feel like this year that Val has gone even sooner than it, it's ever been. Oh, I can't yeah. grasp on what it is, but I feel like there's something different with this Val. I mean, all the years I've always seen the Val like real thick, but as you go by, the Val has been thinner and thinner. Right. Everybody has said this is a time of change, so I think we're moving into mm-hmm. a different spiritual realm right now. And yeah. I think a lot of people with abilities are feeling it, and it's chaotic, and it's new, and um, people are becoming more clear from my understanding. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and to me, it's so different. Like, to me, I'm on the and I've already said this, that. Um, I'm going to say that something is going to happen before the year ends. I don't know what it is, but I just feel that there's going to be a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it's going to hit us hard because we're going to realize that not everything is what it seems. Right. You know, all that stuff that we see on the news, it's not, it's beyond what we're, we're, we're just not ready. I just feel that the people that are not Awakened, mm-hmm. I just feel that a lot of people will have a rude awakening because they're not they're not ready for what to come. But for the people that are gifted, I came across these sites mean others that they feel like something bad's gonna happen, but they can't figure out what it is. And I've been even asked by different people like, "What do you see?" And I said. What I see in my mind, I see terrorism. I see a lot of people uh, die. And then you know what's crazy is I'm talking to you. Like they're wanting me to read, to do reading. So I know that I'm pretty sure people are going to probably contact me, you know, after the, after the podcast. But I'm being told that well, we're going to go to, before the end of the year, we're going to have another a revolution. So that means that we're going to go to war. And everyone's going to be switched to their own. So in other words, so everyone's going to stick to themselves. So the Mexicans are going to stick together. The whites are going to stick together. And the long are not. But I do feel that we shouldn't be that way to where we should be united and work together. I don't know why I said this, but I do feel like there's a separation within the popularity. But I do feel that if people uh, love each other like the way God loved us, I think we can work together and not maybe stop everything that's going to happen, but we can just tell people that there's such thing as psychic, there's such thing as medium. Because I do feel that it, I mean, I don't know if you came across this, but when I was, um, when I was, before I started doing radio, the only thing I had <clears throat> to my name was my business cards. And this was way before COVID. This was when, you know, when I was like, I mean, I was working, but 
my mom would be with too. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I had to my name was my, my business card. I didn't have no t-shirts. I didn't have lane yards like I have now. I didn't have t-shirts to display my business. I didn't have total bags. And I remember back then, I had a lot of people that rejected me. When I and and the funny thing is, I talk about this on other shows. Is where I would go like from far away, and I would say, "You know, you want a business card?" And check this out, baby. I would give him a business card, and they didn't even look at it. Mm. All they did was they kept walking, and they said, "I'm not interested." And I'm like looking at them, like, "You haven't seen the card? What do you do? You know what my card says?" But it was like these people didn't care. And I do feel that in time that the people that ignore you are the ones that are going to be sneaky, are the ones that are going to be looking up at you. Because I do feel that with everything that we have, and, and I know that you're gifted, one thing that kind of bothers me, and this is going on to, you know, that people know about that and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think people think they know God, but they really don't. Because I've heard different stories from different people that people like us, if the people can't gasp the information or can't see how we know what we know, they think it's of the devil. And to me, that is something that throughout the years, it has bothered me. But I feel like... um, I just feel like it just it just amazes me that all these people say, Well, she go to church or invited <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. The thing is that people don't know that God is even gifted. But they think that just because God's gifted, they think that he can't give us these beautiful gifts that we that we have. And it's crazy because with people that are painters you can see the gift. You can see them painting. They're like, oh, that's a good job. And he's a good painter. So let me give you his his his, uh, his own number. I'll refer you to him. But when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to psychics and mediums, it's kind of like they kind of just dismiss us and just go across, around and to avoid us. But I do feel that with this thing, I feel like there's going to be more people are they going to come out of the psychic closet and say, you know what? I do believe in psychic. I do believe in medium. But for some reason or another, I feel that some of the family members, the ones that are coming out, I feel like some of the families will disown them because they were not raised mm-hmm. that way. Because they were so religious that they think, okay, well, I don't believe in God. But it's just, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know if it bothers you, but it, but as you go by, I really, I see it as, I feel like a lot of the good psychics out there, we're going to come out and we're going to come out strong. And I feel like with everything I do, I'm just, I'm here to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, for the ones that are, the ones that are here to contact me and reach out to me, that people know I'm the real deal. I mean, I'm not one that, get more conceited. I mean, if you look at my wall, you look at all the comments that people see, the readings are dead on, you know, and that, I let it speak for itself. Because I don't tell them to do that. They do that on their own. Right. You know? So, well, and I think, so, I think there's definitely etiquette when people want to get a reading or they want to seek out a medium or clairvoyance. And I often refer to them when they question the fact about God or whatever. I refer to them to Edgar Casey because Edgar Casey was very a very religious man. Yeah, and he was called the Sleeping Prophet because of the amazing healing that he did. So I was when they question, I always refer them to people like Edgar Casey. He's a great reference for you to refer people to. Yeah. Well, you know what, what I think about is that I think that, you know, that I feel that a lot of people just 
not so judgmental, but I do feel that I know there is a God, and I know that for the people that, you know, that are gifted, I do feel that there's going to be more people seeking people like us and, you know, and finding people that they need that closure because due to the pandemic, I think it, it has changed the world in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, you know, with everything going on, I feel like the psychics that are, that are good are actually getting more, I guess you can say, exposure and more, you know, reaching out to people that really believe in what we do. Because there's a lot, you know, good ones out there. And then for the ones that um, that say they're psychic, you know, they have a lot to learn. But I just feel like, as you said, you know, I just feel like people just need to open their eyes and know that, that God gives people gifts. And even though just because you can't understand them, doesn't mean that gifts are not there. And, sure. and I just feel that with everything, there is doorway. And if you don't know what you're doing, and you open that door. If you don't know what you're doing, then that's um, either you call a medium, a psychic, or a demonologist, or or any you know, researcher or investigator. That's when I think it hits reality because they didn't think that other things existed on this plane, but that's there's true. other things for life. So but that's what I see. So yeah. So, Chris, October is coming up. What are your predictions for October? The veil is going to become thinner and fall is in the air. What is, do you have any predictions for October? Honestly, the only thing I see is that and I do see that there's going to be a lot of terrorism. I think that's going to come out to speak, you know, because God's always been here, but I feel like he's going to come out to people that are not listening. I think he's going to come and say, hey, I'm here. I think you should you should listen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing I do feel that God's already been here, but I think people don't get to him because they think that he's not going to resurrect, but he's already resurrected. So I do feel that he's going to come to keep to like to awake these people and say that this stuff is real. And I do feel that with all this weather, I thought this would be weird weather coming next month. I can actually say that there's going to be a lot of, uh, not to not due to cold, but I just feel that there's going to be a lot of uh, unexplained coincidences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's going to be more of evil out in the air. Like, I feel like there's going to be a doorway coming through and anything can come in. And I just feel that people are going to have to really <clears throat> protect themselves because I know that for October, we're in for a little awakening. And I do feel that there's going to be a lot of that stuff coming. And for the ones that are psychic or mediums, we're aware of what's to come. But the people that don't believe that there's portals, vortex, all I can say with that duty is that they're in you know, for a rude awakening. And that's all I can say with that. Wow. Okay, Chris, my question to you is how do people get a hold of you for a reading? Well, if they want to find me, they can reach me at uh, Chris Frankie Garcia on Facebook. They can reach me at my cell phone number at 210-974-3470. Again, two ten nine seven four three four seven zero, or you can reach me at you know Garcia one eight seven eleven at gmail dot com. You can also find me on Twitter if you have me on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Chris L Garcia underscore seventy nine. I also put screenshots of show going on there. Um, and there's other platforms that you can find me on, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. And uh, and if they ever want to know the prices of the readings or whatever, they can uh, text me and just tell them to let me know who they are or how they heard about me. So if they heard me on your show, then say, I heard you on the show, and then you can go from there. 
perfect. Chris, you're amazing. And I'm so glad I got a hold of you. And hopefully we'll talk soon in the future. I know. I feel that too. I feel like we're going to be very in contact. And I'm glad that you contacted me. And and I just want to say that you have a beautiful energy. And you have a beautiful spirit. And I feel that you, you kind of like, I feel with you, I feel like you are here to spread the word of the truth. And I feel that you don't just pick anyone randomly if I'm being told from my guide. Mm-hmm. And that you are very gifted. Mm-hmm. But with everything you sometimes keep everything to yourself but when but when there's times when you just can't do it anymore, I feel like you just have to speak your mind and you tell them well, this is what I see and I see and I think a lot of people, some people that do come across to you mm-hmm. don't believe in everything you say, but the ones that do know who you are well, thank you, Chris. I want you to, yeah. I, I definitely want you to have a wonderful night, get some rest. I know you have another interview tonight and our paths yeah. will cross soon again, I'm sure. And you have a wonderful evening and I will talk to you maybe before the new year for new year predictions. Okay. Okay, you have a good night, Chris, and you take care. Bye, Chris. Bye.